Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Wine. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast. We're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and any little thing, especially Miss Seely's pants, Huckleberry Pie, and Brown Betty, are our prayer. Dear God, Sophia, what about love? Uh-oh, somebody gonna love you in mysterious ways, and if it's that fine mister, I'll sing the mister's song, Seely's Curse. Hell no, I curse you, mister. When Suge Avery come into town, it's all too beautiful for words, and all we've got to say about the African homeland is that it's a lily of a field. Joining us today are the usual purple colors who say I'm here because they are not a tree named Sophia, including Kevin Pushed a Button Jager. Oh, always. (laughs) Kimberly, our big dog game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. I would like a big dog. (laughs) And with us is a first time and returning guest. Yes. One and the same. Aside from our Friday movie episodes, you may have seen her or heard her um, on the Philip tour of Hamilton, around the country, also in the color purple, or in Memphis, in Memphis. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's give a big, broad wasted welcome to friend of the show. Friend, friend of the, the show. Nikki Jo Williams. So happy to be here. Y'all ready for this? Welcome. Yes. <laughs> happy to be here. Excited. I cannot believe you pulled Memphis. I'm going to go die slowly in a corner now. Sorry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. In the city it's named for, of course he found that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Your website is amazing, by the way. It's very nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, God, I need to update that, too. Gee, you're just giving me all the work, Brian. This is great. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're supposed to make a to-do list while you're on a podcast with us. Gotcha. Um, but thanks for joining us. We're so happy to have you on a Tuesday episode, a, a, a typical, we'll call it broadway set episode. Um, I feel like we've gotten to know you a little bit through like pieces and nuggets of information you've passed to us while we're talking about like Mamma Mia 2. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, super excited to like dig down into you uh, for these next uh, little bit. Um, but before we get to any of that, let's start with what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Yes. So. <laughs> What are you drinking? Uh, keeping it casual because I still have that bottle of vodka. So instead of a vodka cranberry, now it's just a vodka orange juice to make me feel Ooh, healthier. Nice. Yes. Yeah, 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 totally. A screwdriver. <laughs> yes, without the grenadine. Oh, do they put grenadine screwdrivers? Oh, no, I'm thinking of a sunrise. Oh, I'm thinking oh, of a sunrise. Sure. 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 Some, something completely different. Which is kind of what I have. That's a really cool idea. Like, <laughs> yes. What are you drinking, Kimberly? Oh. Kimberly, it's tequila, that? grapefruit juice, and I think some cranberry. Oh, I was nice. handed it. I Great. did not make it myself. <laughs> um, Kevin, what are you drinking? I am drinking some of uh, Orchard Verde's finest uh, green apple cider. Great. Angry Orchard. Um, and I have Milagro uh, with a splash of soda. Not a splash. It's a lot of soda um, on the rocks. So cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. 
Cheers. Nikisha, maybe one day we'll be able to cheers in person. <laughs> Absolutely. Please. Um, but so you, I, um, let's start with what we usually start with. Um, what are your favorite musicals? Yes. So I am kind of a horror movie buff and so Sweeney Todd just encompasses like everything that I love. (laughs) All of the horror, all of the music. I love Sondheim. Um, I love how he writes. And so that's like one of my, my top musicals. Uh, And then I would say Wicked because I want to be one day a Galinda because it's a it's a great role, and then the color purple. Because I cried immediately throughout the whole show when it started from top to bottom. <laughs> sure. Well, you so full disclosure. I asked her what they were before this, just so I could figure out what I wanted the intro to be, and she made it easy for me because we've already done Wicked and uh, Sweeney Todd, but we've never done Color Purple. So amazing! We, we definitely use push the button because it's amazing in other yes. intros, but. Um, what uh you said horror do you have favorite horror movies not not to talk about movies again <laughs> yeah no i love horror movies but i'm more of like a, a slasher horror movie person sure. like i like that there is a killer that dies at the end because it just makes it full circle for me it, all the other ones like paranormal activity where it's like you can't see the killer and it's like demonic things i can't do that <laughs> but mm. If it's Jason, if it's Michael Myers, you know, if it's Freddy Krueger, I'm like down to clown. And it's the new remake, phenomenal. 10 out of 10, have seen it 10 times. Cool. Um, oh, I have a question. So yes. did you, you like slashers. So did you see uh, like Happy Death Day? Yes, I did. <laughs> did you see Happy, because I loved that movie. Yes. Did you see Happy Death Day to you? Like, is that worth seeing the sequel? I think you would want to just see the sequel because you liked the first one. Uh, the premise is kind of the same, but the characters are so lovable that I liked it. And it's like still in that cheeky uh, rom-com horror thing yeah. that they did really well. So I loved it. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Please. Let me know what you think. Well, um, so something that I want to talk about is uh, when we watched Sister Act back in The Habit, you had mentioned that you were a choir teacher at one point in Memphis. <laughs> I want to take the next hour and hear all about that. No. <laughs> but like, how did you, like, because you're originally from Alabama, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. like, let's, let's, I'm, I'm always interested in like, what got you into musical theater? Was it local theater? Was it movie musicals? Did you like go to New York as a young kid and see a Broadway show? Like kind of, if you can talk to me about like how the, you know, the bug bit you in terms of that way. Um, And then how did you teach choir in Memphis? (laughs) Oh, if we had an hour, Brian, I would tell you all of the things, (laughs) but uh, it really just started. Like I always was singing like in church choir and stuff, but I didn't even go to New York until I was a sophomore in college. And that was only because my high school choir teacher was taking, uh, my actual high school choir teacher in Mobile, Alabama was taking some of his kids. And he asked me if I wanted to go. They had raised enough money to where I could go for free. And um, they were going to go see Jersey Boys and Chicago. Cool. And so I went and I had always loved musical theater. I was in college majoring uh, in music, vocal performance, but that was mostly like classical because they didn't have a musical theater program. You either just did theater or you did voice. Mm -hmm. So I was in the voice program 
And so when I went to New York, the first show I ever saw was Jersey Boys. And I sat there and was in awe, jaw drops the entire time from start to finish. And I just loved everything about it because it was just the harmonies and how they were all singing. And uh, it, it just blew my mind. So I was like, I got to find a way to try to do this because this is great. Uh, so I finished um, and my undergrad in vocal performance. And then my choir professor, because I was in choir on scholarship, was like, hey, if you want to stay and get your master's in choral conducting, we'll pay for it and give you an assistantship. <laughs> and I didn't know what I was going to do after undergrad anyway. I was trying to get into like Cincinnati on uh, in the opera program and opera is not my niche, spoiler alert. So <laughs> they were like, uh, no, dragon. And so I was like, okay, well, I can stay at my school and get a degree for free and get paid an assistantship. So I stayed and got a degree in choral conducting. And it, all you do is just you're basically um, being taught how to teach choir and how to like do classroom management, rehearsal techniques, all those things. So did that for two years. And then after that, there was an alumni. It's just a long web. <laughs> there was yeah. an alumni from my college that was already teaching in Memphis and he was looking for an assistant. And so everyone that was graduating that year applied for that job. I ended up getting that job and I got to teach for about three years. The first year I was an assistant and then he left me, Eamon Edie, I'm calling you out. He what? left me and said, hey, I'm going to go get my doctorate. I'm leaving you the program. And I was like, oh, okay, great. I wasn't planning on staying that long, <laughs> but I guess I'll stay longer. Did Thanks. you, what did you, what was the biggest thing that you learned uh, while taking on that position full time? Yeah, I the management of people, <laughs> because um, you have to deal a lot with the students outside of school that you don't really realize. Mm -hmm. um, and your job never stops. Like even, in, even though we have summer off, like I'm still writing lesson plans. I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to sing for contest and for all state and all what we're going to do for our spring shows and all that stuff. Um, so definitely learning how to get, get a little currency with the students so that they can actually respect you and do what you would like for them to do. Because mm -hmm. I think the more that the teachers are removed, in, especially in such a, in a performance-based class, the more the teachers are removed from the students, the more that the students don't want to do what you ask them to do. So definitely investing more in the students and dealing with parents. I had some great parents and I had some not so great parents. Sure. And it was interesting because I mean, they, the parents had kids that were my age. Like I started teaching when I was 23 and those kids weren't that far removed from my age. So like the parents just thought I was a child and I would always walk around with my uh, ID badge on. And every time I go into the teacher's lounge, the teachers would look at me crazy and tell me to leave because they thought I was a student Damn. all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sure. Yeah, that was, it was just managing people, really. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so then you've also been on tour twice, right? Mm -hmm. With Color Purple and um, Hamilton. I yes. guess, let's talk, I've seen some of the videos uh, of you going on for Sealy in, uh, and by videos, I mean just the one, um, <laughs> uh, of you singing. I guess, um, you know, what's it like to, you know, be traveling through that? And I think you actually did opening of One City or something to that effect. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. What um, I know that from your website, great website. Oh goodness! Um, 
talk a little bit about yeah. Uh, talk talk a little bit about that in terms of traveling around with that powerful show around the country, and then being able to step in and make that important, powerful character your own. Um, and talk about that experience. And and that was your first tour. Yeah, that was my first tour. I was uh, living in New York for about a year before I got the job. And it was my first tour, first time being a swing. I didn't know what that was. Um, So I had a lot to learn in a short amount of time. But I had a great cast that was very helpful. Being in an all-Black show and touring the country, especially when we went to some of the places where uh, the majority is not Black, it was really nice to see people connecting with the story regardless. I mean, it's, it's definitely a specific type of story, but seeing everybody, no matter what race they were, like on their feet at the end of it was just great. And it really warmed my heart to be cheesy for two seconds. Yeah. Um, and uh, being able to be Seely, like when I first saw Cynthia Revo, I literally was like, oh my gosh, I love her voice. And it it's to me was a little unconventional as far as like a black female voice. So I was really just kind of drawn to like, oh, you don't have to sound like this type of black female in order to be able to be a lead in a show. And that really also drew me to just loving the show. So when I got the opportunity to literally step in her shoes because I wore her shoes on tour. (laughs) I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but anyway, it said Arivo in the shoes and I was very excited. Um, (laughs) I, it was just a great, it was a great experience and it taught me a lot about myself and performing because it was my first job and how to manage singing that kind of show for two and a half hours because it is very strenuous and there were moments where my voice wasn't handling it and I had to figure it out. (laughs) But uh, it was, it was great. I enjoyed every, every second of that show. That's super cool. Um, Kimberly, you want to play a game? Yeah. Let's play a game. Games. Got help from my husband for this game. I'm going to utilize the private chat function for a game of plot points. Cool. Ooh. How we play this game is since we've both, we've both, we've all, both, the two of us, (laughs) um, since we've all discussed in depth the plot of many movies together, I have on one list some movies and TV shows we have discussed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I have on Jay's list some songs. So you'll get one of each in your private chat and you need to sing the melody of the song, but by telling us the plot of whatever the show is. So my words are the plot and the melody is the song? It's the song. (laughs) And then we all have to guess both, both things, the song and the show or movie or whatever. This is going to be so hard. Ryan will go first to explain. Okay. And because you can't pull things out of a hat, um, just tell me when. When. Okay. (laughs) Tell me when. When. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I love that it's like the Zoom delayed when. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's so true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ready? Yep. I moved across the country to be with a boy, but not I haven't. When I say 
I, I West Covina's that away. <laughs> Absolutely. That's amazing. So it's um I want it that way. Yep. Yep. And uh Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Nailed it. Yes. Cool. That was incredible. Go next. Kevin. Yeah, okay. Okay. Tell me when. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite thing to do ever. And uh, tell me when. When. <laughs> she does not want love, but he just got out of prison. She loves him a lot now, but she made him work for it. Yeah. Okay. This is this is it's living La Vida Loca. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it's been so long. Yes. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> she oh, does yeah. make him work for it. It's amazing. Yes. I know. Wait, I already used that with somebody where I'll be like, ask her a random question. They answer and then say, "That's all for now. Thanks for the thanks for the calls." XOXO. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will say, of all the movies that we watched, I can't stop thinking about her. Oh, she's beautiful. And if you if you ever like log on to HBO Go or whatnot, like she's all over it because of her new show, and like it like, just yes. immediately brings me back to watching Good So Long. That was such a cute movie. It was. I, it was. So much. I just can't go. I keep going. What's the name of the game? <laughs> Doesn't mean anything to you. Over and I'm over. I about that. <laughs> um, Nikisha, would you like a turn? Yes. Oh gosh. Tell me what. <laughs> when <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> I don't know why it makes it. It's just so funny to me. Okay, tell me when. Oh gosh, when? Yo, oh, no. All of you listening, will I just have to subscribe to Patreon to actually see the finger wiggle. Yes, <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> I'm trying not to use the first couple of words right? from the song it's so hard to not use the like beginning sentence of a song and like then yeah. make up the words okay um so he wants to find the real and so he goes to amsterdam oh. and he tries to fall in love but he leaves and his mom dies <laughs> <laughs> It's, so I'll do the song, Kevin. You want to do the show? Yeah. All right. The song is If You a Wannabe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the show is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? What? Didn't you Wait. say... No? Wait, no, it's Passing Strange. Oh. I thought you said Zoe. No. no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, his mom died, right? Or no, is it his dad? No, his Zoe's dad is... It's oh, like the friend, like the friend's dad that died. Oh, the friend's dad was died or was passing away, or oh no, his friend, yes, Simon, his dad is dead. But I said the mom, mom, mom died. died. Oh, see, I was like, oh yeah, and Amsterdam. Died. I didn't remember and which... Amsterdam. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my turn, but you guys still get to say when. 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 <clears throat> okay. It is so hard not to just use the lyrics of the song. Right? It is in the past, but it's also present. 
There is a horse in a basement for no reason. And then you, she is pregnant, but also is her mom. And then there comes Cher, and they dance with their younger selves. Yes. So this, so it's is the song. What's it called? Superstition. No, it's called no. Torn. It's called, oh, oh, yes, that is yes. Torn. Illusion oh, never changed into something <laughs> real. <laughs> Cold and ashamed, naked on the floor, yes. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and the, it's Mamma Mia, our favorite movie, guys. Okay. Here we go. Mamma Mia 2. Yeah. Here, Here we go. go. Again. Oh, that was super fun. Yes. <laughs> that, of course. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Plot points. points. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have a question. Yes. So I kind of came from this like a similar background because I went to school for voice and yes. like in a classical program. Um, and I ended up booking like a job because I was able to jump in quickly because I, I can read sheet music and like from a classical background, you have like a lot of tools to kind of quickly learn things. Do you mm-hmm. think that helps you in your like journey of being a swing to have that kind of a background? Hands down, uh, a thousand percent. And one day I will write a book on the importance of music in schools, but also more tools and techniques that they don't necessarily teach a lot of people. And I think sight reading is definitely one of those things, or just reading music in general, uh, is one of those things that are so beneficial. And I got so many side gigs or singing behind whoever, Broadway, whatever, because I could read music. So uh, that definitely helped. And the fact that I was obsessed with Color Purple anyway, when I got the job, I was like, I know these songs. (laughs) (laughs) I know this harmony. It's fine. But yeah, definitely sight reading. If I could gift the world two things, it would be therapy for all and sight singing for all the music theater people. And with like, especially with you saying you loved Color Purple, I'm assuming you were used to the, uh, original album with the Shans. Had you, had you heard that one before? Or I had heard Cynthia Riva. It was mostly just Cynthia Rivo. I mean, I knew I'm here, um, but I never dove in until I actually watched the show and was like, I am in love with everything and the minimalistic, all the things. Mm-hmm. So like going back and listening to other things was a little bit different. I think it's just, it was just kind of two different things. Uh, but I definitely was more on the John Doyle, this is my jam side. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I have a question. What's so after Kimberly went, what song is this? You get uh feel the rain on your skin. That is yes. the song to the hills, which is um feel the rain on your skin. No, unwritten. Unwritten. Okay, that's what I thought it was, but I couldn't remember. That was the hills or Laguna Beach. No, it was the hills. Laguna Beach was that Hillary Duff song, right? Yes, let you are correct. Fall down. Yes, that one. Glad we all have the same middle school, school experience. Exactly. <laughs> um, Nikisha, do you have a dream part 
uh, do you, let me rephrase that. Do you have a non-created dream part? Like if you were to start a new musical, like what would your dream part be? Not like, not like you said before, you want to play Galinda. Like mm-hmm. not, this, this part doesn't exist yet. It was written and you're the first one to touch it. What, what's your dream part? Yes, you want to play Galinda. Are you a color Torah? I am <laughs> not, I'm a lyric soprano, so I would definitely have to get in some work, but <laughs> those, those notes are accessible, which is got to work on the agility of it all. I just, but, I just, I love color tours make me super excited. So I just, wouldn't. absolutely. I <laughs> wish Kevin, I will try to be that for you. Okay. Thank I'm going to make Thank it happen. You. I also <laughs> side note, want to say that I love that you're watching X-Men because Storm is one of my favorite superhero. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> Dream role. Oh, I don't necessarily think of like a, a, a type. I definitely want mm-hmm. to be able to originate a role and come into it uh, as my own, whether it's something that's completely opposite of me or something that is exactly who I am. Uh, I never really thought about. I just would love to be a part of something from the ground up. Sure. But that's really something to think about. <laughs> Are there any composers that you would love to sing? I love Sondheim, but I don't think any new musicals are going to be made by him. <laughs> but um, is he working on one? He is right now. I think he is. What? He's, yeah. trying, to, he's trying to pump one out. Okay. Well, let me let me get off this and get on that train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she logs out immediately. Gotta type. Okay. Um, Passing a ball. If, if you could pick your favorite song, like what Sondheim heroine you would want to play. Oh, absolutely. Um, Dot in Sunday in the Park with George mm-hmm. is my jam. And, or either, um, I would love to be Beggar Woman in Sweeney Todd. Sure. Or anything in company. <laughs> uh, the whole company. The whole, just a solo woman show company starring Nikki Williams. Got it. Hands down. Yeah. <laughs> into it. Into it. Yes. But, cool. uh, yeah. Um, so you were you were previously in Hamilton or are still in Hamilton, however you define it. Um, what's Aaron really like on tour? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the tea. Aaron is my famous friend. I always call him my famous friend because he is you wouldn't know what he did unless you stalked him and I stalked him. I pulled a Brian and I stalked him and I was like, Ooh. You did what? You've been in where you're in which episode of which and then he's just like oh yeah i'm just it's whatever it's whatever it's whatever and i'm just like aaron you're famous what are you talking about (laughs) you've done all these things and he's just like so chill about everything like you would never know his he doesn't wear his resume ever he's just Mm -hmm. like down to earth and chill and helpful and he's definitely been like my tour buddy (laughs) since since he's been here Sure. So what I'm gathering is he's a monster person and exactly. never want to work with him again. He's <laughs> <laughs> our friend. It's, it's only mean when he's not here. So this is mean. Um, <laughs> um, um, but I guess what have you what have you taken from as a performer, as a human mm-hmm. being from performing Hamilton at the peak of its popularity? And it just seems to be getting more and more popular, like, if that's even possible I right. mean, for you traveling the country but performing this this like truly transcendental however you want to say it piece um 
at a, at the peak of its popularity, not like a couple years down the line where like the it's died down and someone's finally seeing it. Like, what what's that like for you, especially as a young performer? Yeah, I mean, when I first came in, there was a little bit of pressure to perform it to the ability that the audience wants it to be performed because you know everyone in those seats are diehard Hamilton fans and they know all of the words and they know exactly how things go. And so like, it was a a little bit of a pressure trying to make sure that I could be that, but it's such a great story. And it like really kind of just tells itself that as long as you're in it, the audience is in it, you know, for lack of a better word um, or phrase, but it definitely has taught me to just trust the work and that I don't need to do anything specifically different myself, but trust the things that I'm saying. And as long as those are genuine and authentic, then everyone is going to be moved by the story. And in doing that, I've definitely learned some uh, different things that have helped develop my own like acting, especially because there's no dialogue in the show either. And it's like an opera. So that was kind of familiar yet also different coming from a show like The Color Purple and then going into Hamilton and there's different kinds of singing and there's no dialogue. And so how are you going to continue to emote when you only have a measure to do it (laughs) in? And because it's so driven by the music, like it's just nonstop. It's a machine that keeps going for three hours. So definitely learned a lot about uh, more about just uh, my acting and staying grounded in what the lyricists and the writers have already presented. Cool. Um, you talked about trust. Do you think you could find trust in a specific place called Tuesdays <laughs> in the Corner with Kevin? And my Zoom lag for when was bad. (laughs) (laughs) I trust Kevin with anything because he is great and has a new desk and is watching X-Men, so. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you feel that way because you now officially are in Kevin's corner where I have three highly researched questions for you based on me going on down weird rabbit holes on on, uh, Wikipedia. Amazing. uh, Today is the name game, so we're playing with your last name, Williams. So that's the jumping off point I took on Wikipedia for each of these questions. We'll see where it goes. Awesome. (laughs) Question one. Your last name is Williams. Just like Allison Williams, an American actress who played Marnie Michaels on the HBO comedy drama series Girls, received critical acclaim for her performance in the 2017 horror film Get Out, and not so much acclaim for the title role in the live-action musical broadcast of Peter Pan. Wah, wah. Pan, Pan, however, is the ancient Greek god of the wild, shepherds and flocks, rustic music and impromptus, and is often affiliated with sex. The ancient Greeks also considered Pan to be the god of theatrical criticism, which is why, where we get the phrase, the critics panned the show. Oh. And gives us the origin of the word panic. If the show is, so there you go. So interesting. Wow. Panic in the Sky, however, is the storyline in DC Comics that sees the return of Brainiac, a fictional supervillain extraterrestrial cyborg or android recognized as Superman's second deadliest archenemy after Lex Luthor. So my question is, (laughs) if you could have dinner with three famous people, alive or dead, who would you pick and why? Oh, that's such a hard question. I 
would have dinner with. Mm, you can't, can't pick Aaron Alvado. Oh, dang it. He makes, he makes the best food too. Um, uh, maybe. So Viola Davis will be on that list because yeah. I would love to hear a lot of her experience in the acting world, especially as an unconventional look for black females. Um, she could also tell you how to get away with murder. And that's really all that I want. Cause I'm a horror buff anyway. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lead me. Um, Probably Michael Jackson. I would love to sit down with him and talk about his creative process. Oh, and speaking of musicians, Beyonce, because I'm obsessed with her. So, yes. Perfect. (laughs) Wait, Kevin, that pan stuff, like, should, it's one of those things that, like, existed in two different places in my brain, and you just, like, connected the dots, if that makes sense. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I literally actually, so I have a degree in uh, Greek and Roman mythology. Yes. And um, I should have known that already. And it should not have taken Wikipedia research and then going through my old college like books to prove it. But I was like, oh, that's true. That is why we say I critic pan the show is because it's God pan. Brilliant. All right, next one. Mm. Question two. Mm-hmm. Your last name is Williams, just like Archibald Franklin Archie Williams an American U.S. Air Force officer and winner of the 400-meter run at the 1936 Summer Olympics. After graduating from UC Berkeley with a degree in mechanical engineering and earning his private pilot's license and instructor rating, he entered the service in 1942 and was one of only 14 African Americans who were commissioned during World War II in the Aviation Meteorological Cadet Program and was the third black Air Force officer to attend the Air Force Institute of Technology, earning a BS in engineering sciences. Science Ninja Team Gotcha Man, however, is a Japanese animated franchise about a five-member superhero team hired by a fictitious international science organization to oppose an international terrorist organization of technologically advanced villains who are trying to control Earth's natural resources. So my question is, what would be your ideal breakfast in bed? <laughs> um, I have to check out that anime. That sounds intense. Uh, ideal breakfast in bed would be chocolate chip waffles, side of bacon, cheese grits, hash browns, and a bottomless mimosas. Yeah. <laughs> well, give a bottomless mimosa and a breakfast in bed scenario. and a breakfast in bed because that's there's you can't have just mimosas it's always bottomless mm-hmm. oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and question three your last name is williams just like burt williams a bahamian american entertainer one of the preeminent entertainers in the vaudeville era and one of the most popular enter- uh, comedians for audiences at his time He's credited as being the first black man to have a lead role in a film in 1914's Darktown Jubilee, and he became the first black American to take a lead role on a Broadway stage and was by far the best-selling black recording artist before 1920. 1920 was also the year that on August 20th, the first commercial radio station in the U.S., AMK or WWJ, began operations in Detroit. So my question is, if you had to go on a quest, like a lot of adventure fantasy stories, a la Lord of the Rings, 
which three musical theater characters would you choose to be your quest companions and why? Three musical theater people? Mm-hmm. Oh. Not actors, but like characters. Right, 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 right. Um, wow. I'm just trying to think of musicals that I've listened to. <laughs> I, I would probably definitely take Sweeney Todd because he could kill all the bad guys on our journey <laughs> on the way. Um, and give you a haircut if you need it. And give me a haircut when I needed it, yes. Um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of like a character who's good at finding things. Gosh, who are, who are the Hufflepuff characters? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, that's so hard. Um, maybe I'm just going to pick from musicals that I can remember in my brain right now. Um, maybe Aaron Burr because he's smart and he can like navigate our way through the quest and i don't know somebody fun to keep things like light and entertainment oh donkey from shrek oh great one because <laughs> he already knows the song for like the traveling buddy song or whatever exactly yeah so keep things light and entertain and yeah. it, yes those and are my just, just for fun brian who would your three be oh um can't really be thinking um, I would take uh, Don Quixote. Okay, he would just make a bad situation good, or he'd get really <laughs> annoying. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> I would take uh, Cole House to play us some tunes, and uh, he's just a man of integrity, and I think we would need that on our our journey. Um, and then I would take. Uh, uh, I would take Donna Sheridan from Mamma Mia. Um, I think that, she, you know, as we all know, she wears uh, overalls. She's just like this, like, <laughs> freewheeling girl who, like, can talk to anybody and just, like, have, like, a conversation with anybody. Like, if we went to a pub, she would just jump on stage and sing I Kissed the Teacher, and uh, we and we'd have a great time. Yeah, it would work out. <laughs> oh, that's something. <laughs> Who are your three, Kimberly? I would take the baker's wife. Because mm. she's crafty. Right. And who else? Why am I like, I might also take the giant. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the witch. And we'll figure it out. Yes. <laughs> Kimberly's bringing the cast into the woods. Yeah. It's a big cast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would bring uh, L. Woods would be my like brains. Sure. Um, nicely, nicely would be my muscle. And okay. then I would bring uh, adult Simba because he would eat the bad guys. Yes, sure. absolutely. And if you are traveling by boat, nicely, nicely is there to remind you. That sit you down. need to, yeah, sit down. You are rocking, said Bo. <laughs> and this has been Kevin's Corner. <laughs> Yay! Excellent. Oh, man. Um, you had mentioned Hufflepuff before. What's your Harry Potter house? Listen, for all you Patreon fans, 
super Hufflepuff day. Okay. Oh, damn. Hufflepuff all day, every day. Hufflepuff socks. You're like, you are, are that is your house. That is my house. Sadian? Are we all different? (gasps) No, I I think Kevin and, because at. Are you and Kevin both Gryffindors, you think? I think we're Ravenclaws. I got Gryffindor on the test, but I don't know if like 12 year old me would have been a Gryffindor. Right. I feel like I, yeah. We all grow into our, like, our best Gryffindor selves, but like, <laughs> I don't know if I was like a Gryffindor at the onset. I think I would have been like the whole That would, at 11, I became a Slytherin, and here I am. <laughs> Fair. Makes sense. Um, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite Harry Potter book? I have not read the books. I just watched the movies. I'm lame. I know. I know. Well, do you have a favorite movie then? <laughs> um, so I didn't even get on to Harry Potter. This is going to be a, a roundabout way. But my first Harry Potter was uh, Goblet of Fire. And just I loved it. Jumping right in. I jumped right in. Yeah. And that's one. <laughs> so return of the bad guy that they've been building up for half the series. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. Who needs exposition when you just get what everyone's been waiting for? Yes. And and Robert Patterson. So I was oh, like, oh, that's yeah. true. Oh, that's yeah. Robert Patterson. That, um, that's what I needed. So then I went back and then watched the movies. And then sure. like when Order of the Phoenix came out, I bought the DVD and then got my little wand at Disney World. Easy puffs. <laughs> I did because I had a friend that I worked at Ellen Stardust Diner that was in it, Chrissy. And it was, I was dying laughing the entire time. It's, so, oh my God, you worked at Ellen's? I did. How was that? Yes. So for those of you, so for everyone listening or, or watching us, um, Ellen's, why don't, why don't you explain what Ellen's Stardust Diner is? And I'm sure a lot of people have come to the city have been, but like, what, let's hear it from a server. Let's hear it from somebody who knows. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ellen's Stardust Diner um, is a place where the servers will serve you your cheeseburgers and also scream in your face. And that is my experience with Ellen's Stardust Diner. I was serving cheeseburgers and screaming Tina Turner as I'm handing out drinks and as people are yelling at me to get them more ranch dressing. <laughs> what, um, what were your songs? Like, did you have certain songs that you always went to? Yeah. So I would always sing, um, don't rain on my parade. Nice. Um, for like a bucket song. So they pass around a bucket that are tips that are just for the singing servers. And a lot of the servers are people who are trying to get on Broadway or have been on Broadway and like are in between jobs. And so they would, uh, as, as well as our tips that we would get from the tables, they would pass around a bucket and those tips would just go to the singing servers. So we would have to have that build up song so that people would be like ready and paying attention for the bucket speech. And so my bucket song was Don't Rain On My Parade. Uh, and then when the bucket goes around, we like just sing show tunes. So they will always do the Mamma Mia mega mix all the time. Yes. <laughs> The whole thing. We would also sing One Day More, Les Mis, the whole thing. Sure. We would do Be Our Guest and have trays and run around. And people would get upset because it's like a 10-minute song and we're not helping them out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. It was a fun time. But yeah, wow. just if you want to hear some show tunes and get some expensive cheeseburgers and American <laughs> food, go to Ellen's. Yeah. Um, 
Kevin, when so Kevin and I worked at a singing, dancing ice cream parlor together, and Kimberly yeah. worked at the adjoining theater to it. Um, and my husband was their boss. Yes, it's yeah. true. What? Um, Kevin, what were your songs that you sang for solos? Uh, my solos were If I Only Had a Brain, because it's funny to hear like a big dude be like, oh, I'm stupid. Um, so that always went over really ah. well. Um, and then I used to sing... Uh, Oh, I sang Never, I sang Never, Never Land. Sure. Uh, yes. From Peter Pan and like made it like this whole like big guy is like a dreamer. Um, and no, I think those were my, those were like my two go-to songs. Yeah, I think that's what I did. What did you do, Brian? I, <laughs> I only sang Luck Be a Lady. It didn't matter. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was that's... like a joke about how you would write it on the wall and be like, we know. Yeah. Like, whenever it was my turn, I would just do Luck Be a Lady. People loved it. And then I'd go up to, like, the moms and, like, and then we'd get tipped to, I'd be, it'd be great. Um, and it was great. What was funny about that job is that we would work, um, we would probably do, like, five to six shows a night mm. between 5 p.m. and, like, 11 p.m. Uh, gotcha. 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. So, like, in that five-hour period, we did, like, five or six shows. Um, and... <laughs> We would do that, like, and you worked and you one night off a week and you worked six nights. So it was, like, kind of a lot for your voice to get Yeah, uh-huh. And one, when there were people working, there was one person who would be outside, like, basically being, like, the hostess for the evening or the host. And so, like, that person didn't have to sing, so you loved doing that job. Um, <laughs> yes. You were just chilling outside asking people how many people were in their party. <laughs> like everyone else was in there just singing six shows and like also waiting tables and screaming orders and crazy where was this on the jersey shore um at the surflight theater nice so we were we were like by the in every show there was a soloist and you were assigned that so you knew you were gonna do that but then you had to ask one of the other servers to do a duet with you and halfway through the summer no one wanted to sing a duet with somebody because if i wasn't singing the solo like girl, I'm not singing tonight. And so you'd ask all these people to do the duet and nobody would do it. So toward the end, me and Brian were the only people willing to do duets. So Brian and I just sang uh, we're together wherever we go. Like, <laughs> yes. Literally like six times a night for like seven days a week. <laughs> Obsessed. And it was so Obsessed. funny because he's so tall. So like we did the whole like that thing but it was the best we were 20 what 3 24 20 yeah. years old yeah. we well, were working i remember is kevin singing sisters from white christmas oh yeah we always, like, i was always we picked like one of the pretty girls and then i would be the other one and so <laughs> sisters and it'd be like this whole i'd wear a wig and i put up like we would sell these t-shirts and i would put on a child small which was <laughs> like barely covering myself um, i think and, you have one of those here yeah, and then I would come out and do sisters with this like really pretty petite little like blonde girl or something. Obsessed. Now, are there videos? That's what I need to know. Uh, there, there are videos of the parlor, but I don't know if there are videos of us. I have a pretty good picture of me in a child's small t-shirt with my uniform underneath. I would like that, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's, do you want to play another game? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we can play Dreams Hands on a Hard Body. Yeah. yeah. So. Explain what it is while I get a drink. Okay. I was going to really think known the rules for four years. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's a categories game. So you have two hands. You'll put them both in front of you. And we'll go around. Um, if we name a category, for instance, a color, we would say like 
green, blue, yellow in order. And if you either take too long to come up with something or repeat something someone has already said, you'll put one hand up. That's your dirty hand. If you get two hands, you're out. Okay. And then we play till someone wins. Got it. And also because Zoom is hilarious and everyone is in a different order on their own screens, I will tell you what order you're in. So <laughs> I'm just going to go from uh, Brian will start, then me, then Kevin, then Nikisha. Cool. So remember who you go before. Okay. Um, um, usually there's a beat that goes with this. Zoom makes that terrible to listen to, so we will not. <laughs> Brian, Kimberly, me, Nikisha. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to do... Um, oh, so my category is musicals that have animals in them. Real animals? It could be anything from actors playing an animal to... Um, my first one's going to be Annie to, like, there being a dog, actual dog in it. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start uh, with Annie. Um, Peter Pan. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I jumped. I jumped, I'm sorry. Susical. <laughs> Peter Pan. Lion King. Tarzan. Legally Blonde. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, Cats. <laughs> Into the Woods. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is my category. Uh, 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 Joseph? Yeah, there's camels. The camels? Did you say specifically musicals? Yes, I did. The ferryman's out. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, does that count, Joseph? I don't know. What are their animals? I just imagine there being camels. No, I, I'll say no. Yeah, I guess it's not an, an integral to the story, whereas the other one's like, she has a dog. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I'm out of my own category. That was embarrassing. Great. Um, I will choose another one. Uh, one hand up. No. <laughs> um, let's go with um, musicals that have won the best musical Tony. Not revival. New musical Tony that have won. I have to go backwards in time starting last year. So, <laughs> I'll, so I'll start. I'm going to go with Hades Town. But that was my method. <laughs> in the Heights. Hamilton. Yeah, those are my two. <laughs> um. Oh, um. Band's Visit? Yes. Yeah. A Memphis. You did? Good yeah. for Memphis. I love that show. Spring Awakening. Avenue Q. Wait, didn't Avenue Q against, uh, win against Wicked? Yeah. Yes. Darn it. Um, I don't know, did Into the Woods win? Oh, give me one second. <laughs> Hold, please. Here I am. <laughs> I don't think it did. I feel like it didn't. Let's see. Okay. <coughs> wait, wait, wait. No. Okay. Score, best book. Joanna Gleason, best leading actress. Good for her. It won the drama desk. Do you want to count it? No. 
Right, well, that's oh, because it lost to um, uh, Phantom. Oh wow! Okay. All right. <laughs> so you have wow. a hand up, but you pick the next category, and it doesn't have to be. You can say like baseball teams. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's just go uh, with colors. Okay. So just naming colors. 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 Simple. Easy. Smart. <laughs> go for it. Yellow. Blue. Navy. Orange. Red. Purple. Chartreuse. Green. Brown. Russet. Indigo. Black. White. Ochre. Magenta. Peach. Look around the room. (laughs) I know I am, but y'all said, oh, gold. (laughs) Gray. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> not, Crayola, not Crayola colors. Uh, Hand up. I don't know. <laughs> Literally never happened that I'm winning. Yes. Kevin. All right. What's a category you're bad at? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Items of clothing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Shorts. Shorts. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Shorts. I don't know. <laughs> What's a fun category? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> What's fun? What's fun? What's categories? <laughs> <laughs> that part. Snacks you've had in quarantine. I'll start Cheetos. Peanut butter with a spoon. Pringles. <gasps> pretzels. Popcorn. Those really good pretzels that have peanut butter inside of them. Those are so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, is it me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, pickles. Mm. Prosciutto. Mm. Sourdough bread. Uh, chips and queso. Cheese and crackers. Oreos. Ooh. Ben and Jerry's. Mm. Frozen pizza. Blurring uh, the line of snack and full meal, but <laughs> like meal plan. Uh, watermelon. Mm. Uh, pineapple. I had pineapple today. Um, blueberries. They're those healthy people. Um, bananas. Oh, jelly beans. Always. Nice. Um, almonds. 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 Yeah, it's a big song. Jay likes them, but I don't know. Moving to the country, but I eat a lot of peaches. I think he's probably in the category. Um, Kimberly, you're up. I'm picturing my fridge. Five, four, three, two. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But you picked the category for uh, the three of us. Ooh, okay. Um... Oh, that's sad. I was going to do like musicals that kind of have, still have their marquee up. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 
musical marquees we can't see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Moulin Rouge. Ain't too proud. Company. Diana, a new musical story. Uh, is Frozen's marquee still up? Probably. Mm-hmm. Frozen. Aladdin. The Lion King. What are shows? What are shows? Um, there are things. For oh, people. Tina. Hmm. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Chicago. Wicked. Have we said that? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Beetlejuice is still up. Marky. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. The Opera. Hmm. Wait. What'd you say, Kevin? The Phantom. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not. I can't think of a, any other. Hamilton. Did we say that? Oh. <laughs> I fail. I deserve to be out for that. I deserve that. Wow. Well, you I'm pick, not in you pick a category for Kevin and I. Okay. I liked the clothing idea, so I'm going to go with clothing. <laughs> All right, but you two have to be harsh judges because, like, this gets pretty crazy pretty quickly. Yes. Because Kevin has tank tops. <laughs> yeah. right. Kevin, do you want to start? Sure. Sure. Tank tops. Uh, uh, t-shirts. Shorts. Jeans. Underwear. Socks. Jock straps. That's okay? Yeah. Undershirt. Thongs. Uh, long sleeve button downs. Braziers. Girdles. Um, uh, dress. Leggings. Cocktail dress. Guess <laughs> cocktail dress. Uh, leggings. Wedding dress. Sundress. Wrap dress. <laughs> Sarong. Moo moo. Ba- <laughs> Bathrobe. Yeah. Slippers. Are those shoes? Are shoes clothing? Are they accessories? They're accessories. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Somehow you get to pick the last category for both of us. <laughs> okay. Um, drag queens who have been on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, you want to start? Sure. Bob the Drag Queen. Um, Ru- RuPaul? Yeah. Um, yes. Ma- Manila Lazan. I, I'm not, I've never seen an episode. I, oh, <laughs> I literally never win this game. Oh, wait, now I think of one. We had him on as a guest. Yeah. Yes, we did. Whoops. Oh, well. You're right. <laughs> um, well, Kevin, have you ever won that before? Literally never. That was the first time I've ever won. Congrats. Yay. We did it for you. <laughs> awesome. Um. Do you have any? So, so typically, we do this uh, uh, a segment called Stage Door Stories. Um, do you have any fun stage door stories from your time um, doing shows across the country, or Memphis and Memphis, or doing Mem- or doing Hamilton in Memphis? I'm sure, like all your friends and choir kids and all that came. Um, any any stage door stories from that one? Yeah, it was really great going to Memphis. I went to Memphis for Color Purple and Hamilton, so I got to see my kids both times, and it was just really cute. But um, I want to say I was in Memphis. This wasn't my student, though, but I was playing uh, Angelica that night, and one little girl was at the stage door getting her autograph, and her mom was like, 
you should rap for her, rap for her. And so this little girl just raps the entire Angelica verse from Satisfied and it was the cutest thing I had ever seen. Uh-huh. And she was so sweet. Oh, That's amazing. Yes. Cuteness. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, you can uh, follow Nikisha on uh, social media at Williams Nikisha, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So follow her there. You can also find her um, on our Friday episodes of um, when we break down movies. Um, you can and her find her very informative website, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Which is also Williams Nikisha, I think. Yes, it is. WilliamsNikisha.com. Um, is there a Nikisha Williams that has all this stuff before you? Or were you just into the flip-flop? Um, there... There are a few Nikisha Williams out there, so I just automatically assume that numbers will be added if I say Nikisha Williams. So I just put Williams Nikisha, and they're like, yes, and I'm like, great. (laughs) um, So follow her there. Uh, You can follow us at Broad Wasted. You can find us on things like um, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. Um, you can also, of course, join our Facebook group that Kevin runs. It's a delight. Um, you can find us on Patreon. Um, that's patreon.com backslash broadwasted. And we have so much content there for you, especially during this time. You can um, see my points finger wag live and in person. You can see the finger yes. wag. Yes. Um, um, but uh, uh, we always end our episode with a quote. And uh, this quote is... It broke down all of my senses, yet it made me feel so whole. See, I was lost until I found the music of my soul, the music of my soul. That's Mm -hmm. from a Memphis. A Memphis. In Memphis. Yes. FSU. What? what? Wait, who went to FSU? Montego Glover. Oh, Oh, she did? Yes. Cool. Um, well, Nikisha, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it was really nice to spend this time with you and not have to talk about certain films, good or bad. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Um, and as we end every episode uh, from Grease One, yes, uh, we say, not confused. yeah, Absolutely. Every day, all day. Cool. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise.